Welcome to the wrestling podcast that's not just for wrestling fans. This is the Smarky Horror Podcast Show on Two Finger Guns Club Network. My name is Zach and I'll be your host. You may have noticed we've adopted a bit of a Rocky Horror Picture Show aesthetic this month, so please don't beat yourself up if you didn't because we were really subtle. But someone who did pick up were the hosts of Time Warp Radio, which is a minute-by-minute Rocky Horror Podcast. So once they were on my radar, I thought they'd make great guests, and man, were they ever. I'm joined by Haley Mervini and Katie Tomini of Time Warp Radio for a wrestling watch-along. We're going to be watching something on YouTube, and I hope you'll watch along with us. So head on over to YouTube while you listen to these short messages. Hi there, all you lovely listeners. As we walk around and contemplate this, the craziest of all years, I'm sure we're all thinking about all the repulsive monsters that constantly seem to pop into our news feeds every day. But we're not going to talk about those. Myself and some of our friends would like to talk to you about other repulsive monsters, the repulsive monsters of fiction. We're going to come up with a list of some of the most absolute disgusting and hopefully come into consensus on which ones of them are truly the nastiest of the nasty. If this sounds like something that's up your alley, then please tune in to the repulsive monster event on Rocketman Explores, the RME on the RME, this coming October 31st, which of course is Halloween for those of us who are unaware. Hope to see you there. And we're back. Joining me today, all the way from California, I'm thrilled to welcome the hosts, or rather the resident criminologists of the Time Warp Radio, Haley Mervini and Katie Tomini. Haley, Katie, welcome to the show. Hi. Hi, thanks so much. Yeah, thanks for being a part of this. You're actually the first stateside guests I've had on the podcast, so this is oh, pretty cool. Wow. Hey, nice. <laughs> in, in fact, for for anyone listening, you don't actually know which one's Haley and which one's Katie, so could I get a little roll call? Yeah, I'm Haley, and I'm Katie. <laughs> there we go. There we go. Um, Time Warp Radio, this is such a cool concept. Um, each episode, you cover seven minutes of the Rocky Horror Picture Show. Yeah, that, this is just a really unique idea. How did this come to be? Well, we can't take credit at all for the idea. Uh, There's a whole bunch of other movie by minute podcasts that have already been in production. Okay. And we are such huge fans of the Shining 237 podcast, which is similarly a deep dive analysis of The Shining, uh, Kubrick's The Shining, Mm -hmm. uh, not the made for TV. um, (laughs) Thank goodness. The one with... um... Oh, I forget the actor's name, but yes, I know the one. Terrible. No, no one remembers any of the actors no. in that one. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, similarly, she does like a two minute and 37 second deep dive analysis of the movie. And we're just, yeah, Haley came to me with the idea and I was all in because we love Rocky Horror. We are obsessed with it anyway. Like we would spend so much time in our quote, normal lives uh, <laughs> dedicated to Rocky Horror. So it was like, why don't we just start recording our conversations now? Yeah. Right. Uh, between the both of you, like uh, like you do casting and uh, shadow shadow casts of Rocky Horror. Uh, please tell us a little about that. That's really cool. Well, this is our cast. Yeah, Chaos at the Frida Cinema. <laughs> <Nice>. <laughs> We're in uh, Santa Ana, California. I'm actually, I like to call myself the cast mom. Um, I do a lot of the 
actual casting for the shows and um I pretty much helped get the ball rolling on a lot of things for us so I used to act in it and I kind of have taken a step back from that but I've been doing Rocky for about 10 years now oh wow yeah yeah you get to meet a lot of people yeah it's great I know people from like all over the world that are also involved in Rocky Horror. Absolutely. The community for uh, around this film is just incredibly strong. It's uh, it's remarkable. Yeah, <laughs> it's insane. And, it, and you see all sides of it, too. You have folks that, like us, are obsessed with the movie. And then you have folks that know all about it because it... They've it, been watching it for 30 years, 40 yeah, years. <laughs> yeah, or they have, you know, their preconceived notions of what the movie means and avoid it <laughs> to say the least or have a very opinion very much uh, an opinion on it so it, it's fun to talk about it's the cult madness yes the midnight cult madness is a legend in of itself surely yeah <laughs> Uh, like here in Montreal too, like there's this huge Rocky community, like the mainline theater, they do it every year as well as, um, um, of course, I'm going to blank on the name of the cinema, but uh, the, the Roxy, I think. Anyway, they do a shadow cast there as well, which of course is just like taking a hit with COVID and whatnot. Oh, yeah. Has California seen that kind of like drop in live theater and whatnot? Yeah. So for a long time, we haven't performed since actually Friday the 13th of March was our last show. Well, and, that's a date. Uh, so it was like the day that Disneyland closed we had our last show and like pretty much all of Orange County closed on that day and we were just sitting there like well we don't know when we're gonna see you again (laughs) but so let's have a party (laughs) uh but lucky enough a lot of places are doing drive-in movies that are mm-hmm. having maybe not full shadow cast but definitely people coming in costume and stuff which has been really awesome yeah it's i i'm waiting for it to happen in california it hasn't quite uh the shadow casting hasn't quite picked up again yeah um but yeah on the east coast they have like barry bostwick right now visiting the drive-in theaters and oh. doing you know, his his standard Uncle Barry rhetoric. And shenanigans. And shenanigans, <laughs> dropping his pants in front of just carloads of people, you know. <laughs> you know, Barry Bostwick, I'm glad you brought him up. He's actually a champion in in the wrestling circuits. Oh, really? <gasps> yeah, there's this. I need to know everything now, please. Yeah, absolutely. There's this uh, there's this promotion called Fantasy Super Cosplay Wrestling. They do like the Comic-Con circuits and everything. And everyone who's like wrestling, they're actual wrestlers, but they're doing cosplay as, you know, Black Panther, Storm, you know, whoever, you know, like they, they have a lot of fun. There's a Skeletor who's absolutely brilliant. And uh, they have the Toxic Crusader Championship, which through, uh, through Hook and by Crook, Barry Bostwick once held that championship. <laughs> I love wow. him. He is such a. I love him. That's so great. He's so love great. Absolutely. Um, <laughs> in regards to your show, obviously you're both very well versed in Rocky through through your backgrounds and putting on these live shows and whatnot. But it's also like each episode is incredibly well researched. Like the facts that you drop is is just <laughs> incredible. Again, I'm imagining that a lot of these uh, these facts and uh, tidbits of information you already had. Hi, Kitty. 
Annie's <laughs> making an appearance. <laughs> She's our pod friend. Oh, she likes to hang out. <laughs> My cat's, uh, he's sleeping on the couch, so he won't be joining us today. He's just <laughs> listening to the conversation. It's okay. <laughs> exactly. Um, where was I? Oh, yes. Uh, so, like, I'm imagining you knew all these factoids and tidbits for a, a lot of them, but I'm imagining there has to be a lot more research on top of that, too. What's funny is we, like, I've been watching this every week, if not more than once a week for the past 10 years, and doing this show and going as in depth as we are, I've noticed things in the movie that I've never noticed before. Yeah, yeah. like our, our most recent episode we came out with yesterday. Um, I may be dating the episode right now, <laughs> but um, in the creation scene in the laboratory where, uh, you know, Frank is about to reveal Rocky to the crowd, um, Riff Raff is at the control panel and there's this whole mumbo jumbo uh, science like, experiment <laughs> notes. Yeah, it's like science graffiti all over the wall behind him written in like, it looks like red lipstick almost. Yeah, <laughs> and we never noticed it, but then teensy tiny just to the right of it, there's a, a rocket ship with it underneath it says plan. So okay. there, exactly. <laughs> Oh, okay. So it's like alluding to the space to Transylvania being from Planet Traumatic, of course. Exactly. Yes. yes. Okay. And we like pride ourselves on knowing it so well, you know, and being able to characterize Columbia or Janet and bring them to life in front of an audience. But there are so many details that either go uh, ignored or just straight up you miss them because you blink and they're gone. And, well, and, and we're so focused on watching the characters that, and learning the characters, that now that we're sitting back and watching the whole thing, it's like, oh my God, I was staring at Riff Raff the entire time when there's this whole graffiti wall behind him that I never even noticed. Yes, yes, mm -hmm. it's so much fun. Discovering <laughs> it for a new all over again. Yeah, yeah. and the research, it's. It feels like the most fun Wikipedia and internet search I could have ever self-motivated my, my interest into, you know? Like, we spend so much time on our devices nowadays that when it was like, well, who did design the set? Like, let's look into Brian Thompson. Let's look into his background, what he, what his vision was in bringing Rocky Horror from stage to screen. And in doing just the first couple of internet searches, we were like, oh, I could spend hours <laughs> looking up any concept, any piece of the movie. Well, and I think that I'm on some kind of like FBI watch list or something now with the weird <laughs> things that I Google. Like it's not as bad as the true crime podcast. Like I can't even imagine what they're looking up, but I'm sitting here and I'm like, nude marble statues, significance, <laughs> ancient Greek bathhouses. And I'm like, oh God, what am I like, what am I looking up right now? Uh, and I, it's, <laughs> There's so much, it's, I'm Googling the weirdest stuff and I'm, I swear, like the FBI agent that's assigned to me, uh, you know, he's, he's like, like what bird. is this woman the, looking at? The bird that's hanging out outside. Yeah, birds aren't real. Just watching. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, at least you're making this FBI agent's uh, day a little more interesting. <laughs> if 
they've never seen Rocky Horror before, they've definitely seen it four million times yeah. now. <laughs> <laughs> Um, in regards to the film, it's a, it's 101 minutes, and if you're doing seven-minute episodes, uh, that leaves you with about 14 or 15 episodes. Uh, is there something in, in plan for uh, a hypothetical episode 16 of Time Warp Radio? We have been kicking around the idea of uh, bonus content and really getting more interpretations, more opinions, more like what's happening right now at drive-ins. I had uh, one of our listeners message me a hilarious story about Barry Bostwick. That's, you know, gold. Like I love hearing that sort of thing and other people love hearing that too. So we would love for folks to send us in their voice memos if they have personal experiences with the film they have personal histories they have a personal connection yeah or theory theory that we missed theory that that they want to dive deeper into and we have a couple of guests lined up in the next few weeks that will be releasing bonus episodes to kind of have discussions around what rocky horror means to them and we've been definitely kicking around the idea of maybe a follow-up season, if not a couple follow-up seasons, just following along that same line of, you know, cult films. Yeah. Awesome. Very cool. There's a multitude of ways this question can be answered, but I'm curious what you think. Um, what is it that keeps Rocky enduring like this amazing cult status from like this passionate and, and growing 45 years later, it's still growing. Yes. What is it about this this film that's so special? I think that it just speaks to people like in a way that a lot of other movies don't because it's to us specifically and a lot of people it's pretty it's pretty gay but like it's not really overtly gay yeah there's a man wearing lingerie but other than that it's not really gay so like it speaks to certain people on such a level and not even just people in the LGBTQ plus um, community, but also just outsiders, people who don't feel like they quite fit in somewhere. That's the Transylvanians. They literally came from another planet and look, they found their community here. So like, I guess I did too. Mm -hmm. And it's just somewhere where you can find someone that has common interests. Well, all the characters like, you can relate to any one of them at any different point in the movie. Like we obviously relate <laughs> most to the characters that we perform as, but there are moments where you feel sorry for Riff. You feel concerned for Columbia. You are attracted to Frankenfurter and you're well, yeah. by Frankenfurter. <laughs> I know everybody is attracted to Frankenfurter. <laughs> Um, and there's moments that you just want to do a Frankenstein's monster scream like Rocky. <laughs> <laughs> Definitely. <laughs> it's just, yeah, I don't know. And I, I think it's so 70s. Like, movies aren't made quite the same way as they were uh, right after Stonewall and right after people were liberating that side of themselves. Mm -hmm. And... It's wild to think that a movie can bring about that sort of social change and that it still is 
and we're just making like a blip of commentary on it because I know I make jokes about it sometimes on the show that like when the internet fails us and there's no more televisions, like Rocky Horror will persist because so many people straight up know the dialogue and the action of the movie and are going to be able to like perform it for in front of a bonfire yeah. after the world <laughs> ends, you know? Uh, and we don't think about it. We just think like, oh yeah, it's a fun movie. It's a fun midnight Saturday movie. And why? Why do people not feel comfortable admitting that it has brought about such social change? You know? These are the questions that keep me up at night, <laughs> Zach, okay? It's absolutely lovely articulated. Like, oh my goodness. <laughs> <laughs> I'm floored. That was the, that was. <laughs> well, play. we'll wait to ask you what you think it means when we have you guest on our show. Yeah, and then <laughs> and then we'll find out what you think it means. I would love that. That'd be a lot of fun. <laughs> <laughs> now, have either of you watched uh, professional wrestling in the past? Um, I mean, if if it was on uh, in, in my house at one point in time, and I've seen maybe WrestleMania, <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> Did I almost make you do a spit take? <laughs> <laughs> Not at all. Completely, uh, completely fair answer. I um, used to watch it way back in the day when it was still WWF. So okay. long time ago, Triple H and Undertaker were my faves. Right on. <laughs> but I haven't watched it since I was a kid. So okay, a long time. <laughs> Well, we will be watching something a little more recent than uh, than the WWF days. We're going to be watching something from the cult favorite and short-lived wrestling promotion, Lucha Underground. Um, over the months leading up to this match, uh, Luchador Pentagon Jr. has been tormenting the ringside announcer, who's also a retired professional wrestler, Vampiro. Pentagon has been breaking the arms of his rivals, as well as provoking Vampiro, all at the behest of a nameless master who has been lurking in the shadows. And he's been using Pentagon as his instrument. After months of denying Pentagon a match, Vampiro had enough and he finally accepted the challenge to face Pentagon in a Cerro Miedo match. Uh, this is actually just a death match, so it's going to be violent. Um, <laughs> and listeners, if you want to watch along with us at home, and I hope you do, please head over to YouTube. Just look up Vampiro versus Pentagon Jr. Cerro Miedo match, which can be found on the El Rey Network's official YouTube channel. Please pause this podcast and come back to us. Are you ready? Good. We're gonna click play on go. Three, two, one, go. And here we go. So Cerro Miedo is just Pentagon's catchphrase and they kind of just branded the match as such. Oh boy. Yeah. Oh boy. Look at this crowd too. This was filmed in uh, Boyle Heights, Los Angeles. They had just like this absolutely stellar a uh, little warehouse that they just converted into this wrestling arena. And oh, here comes Pentagon. Look at his mask. Yeah. Okay, so they're like luchadors. Okay. Yeah. Uh, well, Pentagon Jr. is a luchador. Um, and Vampiro, he had he has a lot of background in uh, in Mexico. Uh, he was known as uh, the, uh, the Vampiro. Uh, I don't know how it was in Spanish, but he was the Canadian vampire. Oh. <laughs> but now he's just Vampiro. <laughs> Wow. Yeah. 
and he's yeah. got folks doing his hand signal in the crowd and everything. He's he's the, like this is the death match though. So like we have diehard fans. In the oh crowd, yeah, right? absolutely. Okay. And there's this like Ooh, little a separate entrance. <laughs> <laughs> and here comes Vampiro making his doing his first wrestling match in uh, in several years. Oh, look at him. Oh. Yeah. Yeah, oh I gosh. love his outfit here. A dark priest. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, shit. Oh, shit. So as you can guess, these two are going to go to just go nuts. There's this um, kind of trope in death matches uh, in which someone will wear white because they're not going to be covered in white at the end of the match. It's going to get... Oh, oh yeah. I like it. Yeah. I like that kind of foreshadowing. Yeah. And so slowly they, is this... Okay, my opinion of WrestleMania and WWE is that it's essentially a, a theater. Yeah, yeah absolutely. Uh, so this is a Am I not supposed to be aware that it's a production? I mean, it's kind of hard. It, like the lines are always like blurred. Um, there's no wrestling fan who thinks it's real or anything. Uh, I think like, some people would disagree with you. <laughs> well, maybe uh, I, I don't know. I, I my circles are very well aware that it's uh, <laughs> predetermined. Um, yeah. Oh, it's theater, um, but it's also just like something completely different for lack of a better articulation. Uh, oh, but Vampiro's- uh, A prop. Already hit the chair. Oh, <laughs> oh. ow. <laughs> oh, that was fast. Yeah, Vampiro's not wasting it any time. <laughs> or excuse this me, Pentagon one? Jr., rather. Uh, Vampiro is the dark priest, right? Oh. Yeah. oh, okay. So my awareness of like these kinds of like matches that have been like set up is that there is a guy that's the heel and then the guy that's the face. And so yeah. I have not done any research, but I did listen to like, I love true crime podcasts and I was listening to a true crime podcast that was about a uh, wrestler who was murdered like backstage. Mm. Bruiser Brody? I, I think so. He was yeah. like stabbed and nobody thought that like, it, they thought it was like a show or something. And then oh the, my gosh. the ambulance couldn't get to him <gasps> because there was so much traffic and stuff surrounding the match. Oh and so gosh. he ended up dying. And so I got to learn a lot about like the production that goes into like, and all the backstory and everything, all the, the terminology and everything. And I was like, this is, I, I, I got really into it for like a second. <laughs> There's this great uh, mini series that Vice produces. They're heading into their third season called Dark Side of the Ring. And they cover like the worst uh, elements of professional wrestling. And they do an episode on the death of Bruiser Brody in, uh, in uh, Puerto Rico. Um, just crazy stuff. Yeah. He's tearing up the mat. Yeah, he's pulling the the uh, the cushion off of the the concrete. Oh, Ooh, <laughs> right on the ground! Oh, with a Death Valley driver. He's gonna feel that tomorrow. <laughs> uh. Oh, now he's got more chairs. He's just slamming them into Vampiro. <laughs> he's 
just got a stack of them underneath. The, just a third. Get him a fourth one. And a fifth. Just going to bury them, him under chairs until he just can't possibly get up. I, <laughs> and then he like bursts from the, the pile of chairs to make his comeback. <laughs> Very theatrical. Oh no, is he gonna get the ref too? No. Do they ever fight the ref? <laughs> the ref is actually signaling that Vampiro is legitimately hurt. Um, and this match may not be able to continue. Oh no. Oh, oh no, he's gonna kill him! He's gonna kill him! Ah! <laughs> it's a death match. If you think this is intense, you should hear her while we're watching horror movies. It's no, you should see me when we watch Drag Race. <laughs> what is it about Drag Race? This is like the third time it's come up on a, on my podcast. Like everyone keeps. Do you not watch Drag Race Canada. <laughs> I'm, I'm sorry, I, I, I don't. Caring. <laughs> well, you know, there's always uh, I the think, internet. Well, and I think this. that. <laughs> Can help you with wrestling to you is like drag race to us where it's like all of the drama and all of the the costumes the theatrics and the and costume the, and everything that's it's the same thing the but just completely different <laughs> pageantry yes, yes absolutely mm-hmm. it's all the same i mean yeah i like i i guess you wouldn't think so on paper but i i have to believe that wrestling and uh, drag race have more in common than they don't. He, uh, okay, this uh, wrestler looks like his real name is Sal. <laughs> Vampiro? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, that's a, uh, what is his real? Oh, Ian. His real name is Ian. Sounds about right. <laughs> <laughs> I'm pretty sure I know an Ian that looks a lot like that. Is so. he your uncle? <laughs> Because he looks like someone's uncle. He's just like, or he's like a bouncer on Jerry Springer, like a retired. Are those tacks? <laughs> Did he just pour a bunch of tacks onto the mat? Yeah, those are thumbtacks. <gasps> Not the tacks. No! Slams them right on them. Isn't that, you know, he probably is going to save them a lot of money on acupuncture. <laughs> <laughs> That's what that was. <laughs> I'm here from the top oh, of the tent. Oh, on the, on the ticks! On the ticks! <laughs> oh. Oh, and he was not happy about that now. Uh. Oh, no! Yeah, those are light tubes. Oof. Light tubes? Like the fluorescent yes. bulbs. Oh. And here it comes. It's going to get gruesome now. Sizing Vampiro up. He's ready to swing. Right across the shoulder. Whoa! And, and those are always so dramatic when they break because they've got all the like the dust and stuff yeah, inside the them. Oh, look at that! That's, that's rude. Yeah, now he's just stabbing him in the head. That lady was very upset by it. Just, <laughs> just stabbing him. That's in the not head. even wrestling. That's just stabbing. Murder. That's just murder. Yep. And now, like, slight cannibalism if he's gonna. <laughs> yeah, Vampiro is licking Vampiro's blood off of his. Uh, sorry, Pentagon is licking the blood off of his arm. Ooh. Ooh. Right hands. He's like spitting out teeth. Whew. Swift kick to the head. 
I am that woman in the audience right now. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like the ref is like, hey, bro, you okay? And then he just comes over and kicks him in the head. Stop giving this guy props. <laughs> but the crowd loves it. The crowd is like, more props, more props. So, oh, so at this stage of the match, who are you both rooting for? <sighs> I go back and forth. I mean, I always love a bad guy, so I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go with Pentagon. Fair, fair. A good call, by the way. You were asking about uh, heels and faces earlier, but yeah, you called it. Pentagon's the uh, the heel here. Yep. And I love it because they like they'll have these elaborate like story arches where he like he starts as the face and then he becomes the heel and then he has a redeeming moment and he's the face again and then they like switch back and forth. It's like a soap oh. opera. Absolutely. Especially like WWE. Like they have like a whole background, like all the drama that goes on like behind the scenes. Absolutely. It's totally a soap opera. I'm on Uncle Sal's team. <laughs> <laughs> now he's got three of them taped together. Uh, three light tubes. He's standing in the corner now. It's just overkill. Now it's just wasting <laughs> I mean, yeah, these are good lights. These could be used in an office somewhere. Yeah. Lighting some. <laughs> Whoa. Backfired. That was satisfying. Hip toss into the light tubes. And Vampiro isn't even like, he's like disappointed. He's like, <laughs> I guess I'll toss you over here. Toss. <laughs> and now I'm tired. Oh, taking off the mask. Oh. Yeah, he's just ripped the, match, the mask in half. In Lucha Libre culture, like it's a big deal. That's like you don't touch like someone's mask. Big no-go. You don't do that. Yeah. That way the crowd is like in a, in a shock. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, like above death match, there's also a mask match where the loser has to unmask and like that's like top stakes Ooh, in uh, in Lucha yeah. Libre. Is it because they have to remain anonymous? Ooh. Uh, some, in some cases, yeah, especially like in the old uh, olden uh, days of wrestling, but oh, he is bloodied. He is a bloody mess right now. Uh, but yeah, certainly like in the older days, you know, before wrestling was kind of exposed to the internet and uh, smart fans, so to speak. It, like a lot of these guys were in fact anonymous. Wild. Wasn't there like a, a grandma luchador, like wrestling league in Mexico? Oh geez, probably. <laughs> <laughs> Just love the culture behind wrestling. Like it never really was into like keeping up with all the stuff, but just the culture surrounding it is so interesting. Cause it really uh -huh. is, it's like soap operas, but like more violent. And I think that's so cool. And so many people are so into it. Absolutely. So I love to just like read about random things. <laughs> yeah, the Lucha, Lucha Libre culture is just like so fascinating, it's like so how entrenched it is in, uh, in, in the culture. Yeah. Like a crossover where like the same characters in a telenovela are also the characters in the lucha <laughs> fight that's happening later that evening you know like you can watch the drama at home and then who's gonna win the fight <laughs> vampiro's got a new weapon he, he's pulling oh, out a table, table. <laughs> oh that bird's eye view shot Looks oh i like forgot about this <laughs> it looks like pentagon has used up all of his energy early mm -hmm. in the fight too many props. 
extra weight you gotta like swing around and stuff you know oh boy yeah having a picnic first yep yeah uh, you know it's, uh, it's what you do sometimes in the middle of a match it's uh, it's the intermission they have a uh, <laughs> they have some kebabs <laughs> but uh no he doesn't just have a table he's got lighter fluid oh no oh no <laughs> yeah Whoa, no, is he gonna backfires again? Oh! <laughs> oh, he's, on fire. he's rolling away from the okay, they have a second fire extinguisher. Whoo! Yeah. <laughs> oh, the heat. Right? <laughs> and there was a three count. Pentagon just got the three count outside of the ring. Oh, man. And it seems like he's honored his master by uh, by vanquishing Vampiro. Yeah. Vampiro's got a mic. Uh, why do I keep doing that? Pentagon has a mic. I don't know why I keep calling them both Vampiro. I think Vampiro is just fun to say, so we yeah. just want to keep saying it. That's I it. Want them both <laughs> to be Vampiro. <laughs> what if it's one guy fighting his inner saboteur? Ooh. It's Vampiro versus inner Vampiro. <laughs> like so Vampiro has actually just rolled back in the ring and he's demanding that Pentagon break his own arm. Uh, break, yeah. <laughs> this is... Here it comes. That's been how Pentagon has been taking people out all the, this season of Lucha Underground, and now he's done it to Vampiro. Ooh. So is that like a thing of honor? Like um, of well, I mean, here's where we need to watch. Okay. He just said, Master, uh, I finished what you started. Where are you, Master? We can turn the volume up a little bit right now. Pentagon, he says. Is he? Is he? Well, let me tell you something. Is he? As your teacher, <gasps> I tell you. <laughs> what? You are <laughs> really my son. Oh, my son! <laughs> Look at that's me. That's me. That woman just panicking. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, and those are the moments we watch wrestling for. <laughs> wow, bringing families together. <laughs> oh. Full on markout moment happening with my guests right now on the. <laughs> so that was Pentagon Junior versus Vampiro Lucha Underground. Oh. What did you think? Oh, I loved it. Yeah. The lows. <laughs> The, the props. Oh, I what know. wasn't there to enjoy in that? Oh, <laughs> I love, I love some good props. I love a good prop. Yep. And I was, I was waiting for them. I was like, I know how big that ring is. They've got to fit like 400 props under that thing. <laughs> they can just reach under there whenever they want. And then he pulled out a picnic table. <laughs> yep. After watching that, any plans on watching wrestling in the future? Hell yeah. 
Well, again, check out that first season of Lucha Underground. Um, I think you can get it off like 2B TV or something. Magic season of television. It's great stuff. Um, now, before I let you go, please take a moment to plug your social media. And on top of that, please also mention the, the blog that you're putting together, serving as the companion for, uh, for the podcast. Yes. Yeah. So uh, you can find us on Instagram. We are at Time Warp Radio. Our blog spot is timewarpradio.blogspot.com. And there's lots of res- resources and links to costumes and fun videos that we videos. found on YouTube. <laughs> In the deepest parts of YouTube that you don't want to search, I did it for you so you could get the really good Rocky <laughs> horror content. Um, and then we're on Facebook, Time, Time Warp Radio, Radio Podcast. Podcast. Uh, and yeah, we release episodes every other Wednesday. Wednesday. Awesome. Haley, Katie, thank you so much for being part of the show. This was a lot of fun. Yeah. Oh my gosh, so much fun. This is the greatest. <laughs> so I don't know why I said Roxy Theater when I meant the Imperial Theater. Um, just in case management from either establishment happened to be listening, I certainly meant the Imperial. They do a great shadow cast of Rocky Horror pretty much every year. Again, my bad. Um, That was Haley and Katie from Time Warp Radio, a minute-by-minute deep dive into the Rocky Horror Picture Show. We enjoyed Pentagon Jr. versus Vampiro, or Pentagon versus Pentagon, as I seem so adamant to say. Uh, Time Warp Radio is honestly a must-listen for Rocky Horror fans. Please check it out. You're going to love it. This was the second time we've enjoyed a little Lucha Underground on this podcast with uh, with uninitiated wrestling fans. So if Lucha is your jam, head back to the episode Chekhov's Table, where I catch Ricochet versus Mil Muertes with the stars of Full Party. We also talked a little bit about fantasy super cosplay wrestling today. Uh, We watched that earlier this month with the stars of the Real Legitimate Apocalypse podcast. The episode is called Crimson Tint My World, so please check those two episodes out. If you like what you heard, please head over to ratethispodcast.com slash smartandfriends. Leave us a kind word, leave us a few stars, and follow us on social media. Smart and Friends, we're very easy to find on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook. Thanks for watching Wrestling with Haley, Katie, and I. We're actually going to be back on Saturday as opposed to next week because we have a special Halloween episode. I'm going to be joined by wrestling legend PCO Perfect Creation 1 Pierre Carl Willette, whatever you want to refer him to, PCO is going to be here. We're going to talk a little bit about Ring of Honor. We're going to talk a bit about PCO Justice, his running web series. It's going to be a fun conversation so please join us then. Please join us next Thursday and maybe hit subscribe while you're here. Thanks for watching wrestling with us. Till then friends. This has been a Two Finger Guns Club production. Pew, pew.